Hey there, I'm Nanzea, and this is Market Scale Grow, a podcast created for ambitious teacherpreneurs looking to have a bigger impact on the world, achieve freedom, flexibility, and ultimately make more money. With weekly strategy sessions and inspiring stories from fellow teachers just like you, my goal here is to help you create a customized marketing strategy so you can grow your teacher business beyond your wildest dreams. Okay, so welcome to this live on Black Friday prep. We're about six to eight weeks before, depending if you're listening to this live in the Facebook group or if you are waiting until this comes out on the podcast and you hear it on the podcast, anywhere from six to eight weeks before a live event, we're specifically talking about Black Friday, but this could be a launch for a course or a program, a summit, something like that. This is my advice for you. Number one, I have three different pieces of advice. So number one is the live event. I talked about this in part one, hosting a live event about a month before. Number two is nurture and brand awareness. And then number three is collaborations. So let's dive in. Number one is the live event. This does not have to be a big, gigantic live event. It doesn't need to be a launch of any sort, but live events are really great for a couple of different things. Number one is list building. You can definitely grow your list by hosting a live event. And it's also really great nurture because For Black Friday specifically, I highly recommend that you're focused on selling to your warm audience as a thank you for being part of the audience and just to like focus in. This typically Black Friday wouldn't be kind of a free for all open to anyone sale. It really is to our warmest audiences. By hosting a live event, maybe it's a workshop, a video series, or just some sort of training that is really focused on high value. You can bring new people into your audience, nurture them, and then really start to develop those relationships that will continue to grow over the next four to six weeks, depending on when you host that event. And then by the time Black Friday comes around, they're more likely to buy from you because people who know us and like us and trust us and have got amazing high quality information are so much more likely to buy from us in the future. And again, this does not need to be a huge pitch. It can be a live series that you're doing in a Facebook group or an Instagram or whatever social media you want. It can be a video series that you're putting out. It can be a workshop, either free or paid at a low cost, whatever makes the most sense for you and your niche. Step number two or recommendation number two is to focus on your nurturing and brand awareness. So this is two different pieces, like you can split it into two different things, your content and then your emails. So you're really wanting to create lots of great content, blog posts, podcast episodes, videos, whatever your long form content of choice is. You do not need to do all three, just pick one but really being sure that you're showing up consistently and that you're prioritizing the relationships and you're providing high quality content. I can't say that enough. High quality, valuable information is really, really important leading up to the live event when you're trying to nurture those relationships. And then your content is a great way to increase your brand awareness or visibility. You can be running ads directly to your content. 
So directly to a blog post, to the show notes for a podcast, to videos that you've recorded. It's a really great way to just bring in new people to your audience that have never heard of you before. And brand awareness ads are very cost effective. They are inexpensive to run and you can reach a lot of people at that low cost because you're not asking them to do much. All you're saying is, hey, look at this content. I have some value. Check it out. And then along with the nurture piece is prioritizing your emails. If you aren't currently emailing every single week, this is a great time to try and bump it up. So if you are emailing once a month, try emailing every other week. If you're emailing every other week, try emailing every week just for this like six to eight weeks leading up to the live event because the more consistently you're showing up, the more likely people remember who you are and keep you top of mind and then want to buy from you, especially if you're prioritizing relationships, building those relationships, nurturing relationships so that when people are ready to buy or when you're ready to sell at Block Friday or whatever your event is, people are ready to buy. Now, this does not mean that you can't do any sales content. You can always include sales opportunities in your emails, especially like soft sales, reminding people of things that are available evergreen, or if you have something else that you want to specifically sell. I'm not saying you can't do that, but just keep in mind, I like the 80-20 rule. And in this case, you'd be doing 80% nurture value content and 20% sales in your email. So that's number two. And then number three that I have for you is collaborations. And collaborations are, if you've ever listened to me talk about them before, my favorite. I think I like collaborations even more than ads, even though I'm an ads manager and I do really, really love Facebook ads. But collaborations are great for a couple of different reasons. Number one, they're free. Number two, they're a really great way to reach new audiences quickly because you're tapping into somebody else's trusted audience. You're able to access a group of people that you wouldn't have access to other ways. And there's so many different ways that you can collaborate with people. And so this is another really great way to just build your email list. So if you think back to the first live that I did where we we're talking about like list build, list build, list build, list build. That's coming up again where it's like list build and nurture, list build and nurture, list build and nurture. Six to eight weeks out from the event, we're still focusing on list building, but there's now more of a balance with the nurture. And so collaborations, for example, like a podcast, if you go guest on someone else's podcast, that's really great for the collaboration because you're able to show up in other people's audiences. You're able to get known. But at the same time, as a guest on someone else's podcast, typically you're providing amazing content and you're showing yourself as an expert. And so it's also doing that job of nurturing and building the trust that you are the expert. Another really great way to collaborate with others is through summits or conferences online specifically. Typically, you'll pre-record either an audio or a video, a piece of content of some sort, and then everybody in the group will promote. And so you're cross-pollinating with the audiences of all of the presenters, not just like the one person. So you'll typically get access to 10 to 20 different audiences, which is also really great. And similar to guesting on a podcast, you're able to showcase yourself as an expert. Another really great way to 
collaborate with other people. And this is really low pressure, really easy to do is to host and live together. So either on Instagram or Facebook, or can you do that on TikTok? I don't even know. Whatever platform that you choose to do it, but going live together because it broadcasts it to both audiences. And so then you're getting that access to other audiences. So podcast guesting and conferences are my two favorites. And then I also, like I said, just the low pressure of going live with somebody. You don't really need to pre-plan. There isn't a lot of like work that needs to be done around it. It tends to be really organic and a natural flowing conversation. So that can be a really great way to access other audiences as well. So those are my three main points for you. Hosting that live event with a focus on bliss building and nurture, focusing on your nurture content and brand, like your nurturing and brand awareness from a content perspective, but also from email, and then collaborating, collaborating, I feel like I said that really weird, collaborating with others. Again, this is really great list building and nurture. So I feel like a big piece is missing here, and that's the sales piece. A marketing plan has three layers. You have your brand awareness layer where you're just becoming known by people. A lot of big companies, McDonald's, Nike, Walmart, run a lot of brand awareness ads where they're not really selling anything. They're just like, hey, don't forget McDonald's. Hey, don't forget McDonald's. Hey, Walmart's here roll back, roll back prices. And there's the the smiley face just bouncing. They're just brand awareness. And yeah, usually they're showcasing a Big Mac or a pair of running shoes or whatever that they want you to buy. But their typical goal for these ad campaigns is to just keep you like thinking about their company. So when you need a burger or you need a pair of running shoes or at Walmart, when you need literally anything, (laughs) that's the place that you're going to go, right? And so that's what you want as well, is just saying top of mind and becoming aware of, becoming known by, that's probably a better way to say that, becoming known by more people than currently know you. So that's a first layer, is just becoming more known by people. And then the second layer is lead generation. And this is growing your email list. It could also be growing a text list. That's not something I have a ton of experience with. I don't have a text list. I don't subscribe to text lists. I don't like getting texts from anyone that I don't know. I often type stop when I end up on a text list, but that's just me. And I know that there is lots of value in them and that there are online businesses that have had a ton of success from a text line and text list. So if that's something you're interested in doing, definitely go for it because it is successful. It's just not my jam but growing those people who are subscribed to your email and text, if you choose to do it, those lists is the second level. And then the third one is sales. When it comes to ads, the sales piece is the last one we typically add in because you're gonna be doing a lot of your sales to those subscribers, to your email list. We don't typically try to like sell to a cold audience. We tend to sell to in the like at least I recommend to my clients and the people I work with is to sell to those warm audiences people on your email list people who have joined the webinar who have in some way said yeah I might be interested in what you have to sell so that's why those come in last 
And that's why right now, as we're leading up to a gigantic sales event, if Black Friday, if you're planning for it to be a big sales event, then leading up, we don't need to be doing as much selling. You can be teasing. I wouldn't say to start teasing quite yet. We'll talk more about that in the next series, like part three, which is the final one, which will happen at the end of October. So we'll talk more about that of like teasing before the actual event, what's to come and really like growing anticipation that way. For something like Black Friday, it's the end of September right now. And I think that even now, like it's too early to start a wait list even. It really is. Yeah, it's just too early. I would say that doesn't mean you can't do it. And that doesn't mean what I have to say. It's not like the standard or the gold and rule or anything like that. But starting like a Black Friday excitement waitlist might be a little bit early this far out. You know your audience best. And so maybe they love waitlists and they would totally want to sign up. But if once it's a little bit closer, I'd say like two to four weeks out, you can start teasing Black Friday specials, get on the waitlist, be the first one to know, and then doing things. And we'll we'll dive more into this in the next one. I'm getting ahead of myself. But two to four weeks out, giving incentives to get on that waitlist. So maybe early bird or people on the waitlist will get a discount code or maybe they get early access, that kind of thing. So starting to consider what you'll do there if you're interested in running a waitlist and how you'll incentivize people to get them on your waitlist. Now, I did make a note and somehow I had like skipped over it. So I'm going to just talk about specifically what kind of ads to be running right now, six to eight weeks out from the live event. There's two types of ads that I recommend that you're running right now. The first one is brand awareness ads, and these would be going to your content. So I already talked about this. I'm now remembering. Brand awareness ads go to your content so that people are consuming the content. They're great for nurturing. The second type of ad, and I typically recommend most people are running these types of ads all the time. If you're a course creator, or if you run a group program, or if you're selling products, whether digital or physical products, growing your email list consistently every single day, every single month is really important because you are selling to the masses. This is a one-to-many model that you have. And so constantly growing your emails is really important. And that's the second type of ad that in this phase of preparing for a big sale that I highly recommend, and even more so than that day-to-day that I always recommend. You can run lead generation ads to get new people, more people signed up for that live event. You can also run lead generations to any sort of free lead magnet that you either already have going on or that you create specifically in relation to that the Black Friday sale that you're planning on having. And so the live event one is great because people love live events, showing up, getting really great value from them. And There's like a anticipation piece and there's the urgency because it's happening live. So they they need to sign up right now. And so those are two ways. So running ads to get more people to your live event and then running ads to get people a freebie of some sort, whether it's a PDF checklist or some sort of other download or a video training that you already have and just running ads to bolster that the growth of your email list through the freebie that you're already using. So you don't even necessarily need to create something new. If you want, you can. You can think about what am I selling for Black Friday? What am I selling for this big event? And then create a free lead magnet of some sort that relates directly to it. It's always a good idea. Like that live event, we talked about this last time, but your live event 
if you're running ads to it, it should connect to your Black Friday sale or whatever your big event is so that the right people are going to be on your email list. And this goes back to backwards planning, which I talk about all the time, but where you start with the end in mind, you start with your goal and then you're like, okay, this is what I'm going to be selling. So what freebie do I need to get those people onto my email list? So if I'm selling, I sell Facebook ads. So if I'm selling Facebook ad strategy, then a training that I have coming in October is Facebook ad essentials for teacher business owners who want to outsource their ads. So I'm thinking about the person who wants to outsource their ads because they're going to hire me. And then my training is, here's the essentials. Like, here's what you need to know about Facebook ads to be ready to, to hire them out. But if you have something like my other, the other piece of my business, my French immersion math resources. So I have like a number sense unit and I could pull one of those like pieces of the unit out and offer as a freebie. And actually for a while, for a really, really long time, I had one, like a mini lesson kind of from each unit. I had one like sub unit, if you will, that was available for free on both TPT and Boom. And then with all the kerfuffle that was happening with the ads on TPT, (laughs) I changed almost all of my freebies to cost 25 cents because that's the minimum. I want them to be free, but I also kind of wanted them to like, I was mad about the ads on freebies. And so it was my way of like getting away from that for my, my customers and then not charging them a lot. Also, though, they stayed free on Boom. So there was that too. But anyway, I digress. That is totally off topic right now. <laughs> Just as a bit of a recap, do the list building, do the nurture. Even if you don't want to, those are the things that pay off long term because you are known by more people and you give out that amazing, awesome value, people trust you, and then once it's time to buy, whether it's because they're ready or because you're actually selling, then they start to say yes. And that is how our businesses grow and we make such a huge impact. So again, thank you so much for being here. I'll be back with another live at the end of October to wrap up this little mini series. Thank you for listening to this episode of Market Scale Grow. I'm so thankful that you've taken some time out of your busy schedule to make me part of your journey. If you love this podcast, don't forget to share it with your friends and then head to your favorite podcast app to subscribe so that you won't miss next week's episode or any of the upcoming ones. And if you loved it, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can find this podcast and we can impact teachers and teacher business owners around the world. Thank you so much for listening and I'll be back in your ears next week with another Saturday strategy session.